of it. They have a country store which sells jams, pies, cider, and more, and their snack bar is open on the weekends. And Windy Brow Farms at 359 Ridge Road in Newton, New Jersey, apple picking, and according to friends who live in the area, they make the best ice cream in the state of New Jersey. Fig, honey, walnut, and ricotta ice cream. And that is so good. And they caramelize walnuts and fig jam and put it in. They have just the best ice cream. Honey lavender ice cream with local honey. Delicious. This is a lovely place to go and a great area. So enjoy all the goodies. It's perfect time to pick apples. And you'll have applesauce. Apple pie, apple cake, all kinds of goodies for the holidays. So enjoy every bit of it. And I'm looking at the clock. We're coming up to 3 o'clock. So enjoy the rest of the day on WABC. I'm Joan Hamburg. WABC Radio is proud to celebrate 100 years. From October 1st, 1921, to music radio, to talk radio's crown jewel, worldwide and beyond. And WLIRFM Hampton Bays. From around the world to around the block, this is a WABC Weekend News Update. Hello, I'm Frank Diaz. Here's some of your top stories for the week. Former President Donald Trump insisted that he had declassified the trove of documents seized by FBI agents last month. Furthermore, Trump warned that if he was indicted for improperly handling government records, that it would tear the country apart. During an interview with radio host Hugh Hewitt, Trump said the DOJ has no reason to charge him with any crime. Everything that they've done to try and stop progress. And on top of that, I did more than virtually any. You take a look with the biggest tax cuts, with the rebuilding of our military, with all of the things we've done. I don't think the people of this country would stand for it. Especially since they know know I'm totally innocent. Federal investigators seized more than 11,000 pages of government records at the Palm Beach, Florida Resort on August 8th, including more than 100 documents marked confidential, secret, or top secret, and dozens of empty folders marked with classified banners. The former president also said no one from the Department of Justice reached out to him prior to the raid and claimed the government and his legal team were having very positive discussions when the raid suddenly took place. Even if he's indicted by the Biden administration, the former president vowed that it would not prevent him from making a third straight run for the White House in 2024. Finally, Republican gubernatorial nominee Representative Lee Zeldin is calling out New York's Democratic governor, Kathy Hochul, for avoiding a debate with him nearly one month after she agreed to face off at least twice ahead of the November 8th election. Zeldin says he wants to debate the issues including rising crime, inflation, state oversight over yeshivas, and population loss. The GOP nominee has accepted two outstanding invitations from CBS2 and PIX11 to debate Hochul on TV. The governor has yet to commit to either. Experts say Hochul is following a Rose Garden strategy where she limits engagement with her opponent while leveraging official government events alongside her own campaign ads. Those are some of your top stories for the week. I'm Frank Diaz for 77 WABC News. Check this out. 
No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Yes, I'm back as I continue on in my Quinella of broadcasting here at WABC all weekend long. And uh, if you're listening to the music, it doesn't mean that it's Vinnie Madunio. No, no, no. It uh, should be his theme song uh, from Staten Island, Port Richmond High School. He'll be coming up at 5 to 6, right before Jersey Joe Piscopo and the Sinatra two-hour extravaganza sponsored by Ramsey Mazda. No, it means that I've come out of the subway and I spent about a good hour and a half at the San Gennaro Festival this morning. With my oldest son, Anthony Chester Sliwa, an intern here at WABC and my international director of Guardian Angel Operations from Tokyo, KJ Oda-san. Let me just say, I was not impressed. But before I give you an update on the annual 11-day San Gennaro Festival, let me discuss the story that I broke here exclusively on WABC yesterday. As I join Anthony Weiner during the left versus the right discussion that we have Saturdays from 3 to 4, right after his solo show, In the Middle, which is from 2 to 3. And I started this show by talking about the axe-wielding madman who ran throughout that New York City McDonald's at 2.30 in the morning on uh, Saturday and ended up trying to slash and bust up the Mickey D's to the point where even the Hamburglar wouldn't come out from behind the counter. I told you exclusively here on WABC, and if you notice that video has gone viral, if you haven't seen what I'm talking about, just go to uh, Facebook at Curtis Sliwa. That's Facebook at Curtis Sliwa or Twitter at Curtis Sliwa, Twitter at Curtis Sliwa, and you can see this madman in action as he pulls a sharpened hatchet out of a backpack at Mickey D's, 2.30 in the morning, the place was packed with hipsters and millennials, and he goes on a chop-chop chopping spree. We'll get to all of that momentarily because you know what happened, right? You saw the video, right, right, Kevin Josh, uh, our uh, weekend producer, uh, Rich here, board operator. You saw the video, right? You would assume, hey, the guy's going to get locked up, right? They're not releasing him. He's out on his own recognizance. He's adding to his Instagram page, and he's telling all the reporters, wow, did you see the millions of views that clip has generated on social media? Yeah, this is New York City. This is Fear City. This is like Kurt Russell in Escape from New York. We'll get to all this mishigash and the continued flood of illegal aliens into our city. And all of a sudden, Eric Adams was confronted with the fact a lot of these illegals are coming on their own. They're not being bussed up. They're not taking airplanes by any governors in Florida, Arizona, or in Texas. They're actually coming on their own because they want to come to New York. And Eric Adams told reporters, you're lying. 
You're making that up. You're lying. He said, no, no. You, you know, here they are. You can talk to them themselves. They're from Venezuela. Six months ago, they were in Caracas, the land of Maduro, the Ralph Cramden bus driver in Caracas, who ascended to become the totalitarian despotic dictator, replacing Hugo Chavez, who believed that he could get his stomach cancer cured behind the sugarcane curtain of Fidel and Raul Castro with his amigos in Cuba and didn't get his medical care it was offered to him in Miami, in Boston, in New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles. What a schmuck. As a result, he's dead. And you know what Maduro does every night? He goes to his burial ground in Caracas. They have a mausoleum. And he talks to Hugo Chavez. And there's a little bird, a little crow on top of the mausoleum. And Maduro tells the people of Venezuela every Sunday night, this is what the crow told me. In fact, Hugo Chavez was channeling me through the crow. Yeah, yeah, Michigash, Michigash, Michigash. Well, let's talk about the San Gennaro Festival. Boy, was I really disappointed. Anyway, let's open up our phone lines. If you have uh, comments on any of that, whatever it is that's on your mind, because there's no free speech in the U.K., again, if anybody suggests that there shouldn't be a monarchy, if anybody speaks up, if you have a hashtag that says end the monarchy now, you end up going to the Tower of London. Quack! It's off with your head. There is no free speech in the U.K. There never was, and I was the first to tell you all of that. Months ago, when I said while organizing the Guardian Angels on the northern line in the underground of England back in the 80s, and also patrolling the council estates in Wandsworth, where I got stabbed, ended up being brought to the casualty ward, which is their form of the ER at St. Mary's Hospital, and micro-stitched up. Luckily, didn't have to pay for that National Health Service, even for me uh, from America. Uh, and then eventually ended up going to Brixton, identifying the individuals who stabbed me, and then the old Bailey, the court, in which uh, the judge, with the powdered wig, wrote everything in the ledger and let the barristers, their form of lawyers, say little, if anything, it was the judge who handled most of it. And my assailants got 10 years. Oh, they treat crimes with weapons uh, much more harshly in the U.K. than they do here in the United States of America. But the idolatry, the worshiping, the nonstop, I mean, video orgy of the proceedings affecting the death of Queen Elizabeth and the ascension to the throne of her Alfred E. Newman, what-me-worry-looking son, prince born to be king, now King Charles III. And all he's complaining about is he's got sausage fingers and he can't sign all the documents for the ascension as he has visited Wales, Northern Ireland, and Scotland. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. So it was 12 noon, and I came out of the subway at Broadway Lafayette, having taken the F train with my son, little Anthony Chester, who's no longer little. He's 18, graduated high school. He's an intern here at WABC. And my international director of operations for the Guardian Angels all over the world, Keiji Oda-san, who is visiting from Tokyo. And he has been to San Gennaro Festival a few times before. The first thing we were struck by was the filth on the streets. Now, you would have thought last night 
The San Gennaro feast probably ended up closing about 1, 2 in the morning by the time all the vendors had uh, locked everything up and packed up and went home, preparing for the next day. I am telling you, I've never seen more garbage in the streets. More garbage in the streets of the San Gennaro. Now, you think of how the vendors have to pay a tremendous vig to be there 11 days to sell their wares, to sell their sausage and peppers, their zeppelins, to sell what other tchotchkes they're selling during all 11 days. You would think the sponsors, the promoters of the uh, annual San Gennaro Festival would at least have an entire maintenance crew out at night sweeping up, you know, power spraying, because you got the grease from the sausage everywhere. In fact, as we were walking up and down Mulberry Street, there was so much grease on the streets that our shoes were sticking to the asphalt. This is 12.30 in the afternoon. And then all of a sudden, I look over to the right-hand side, and it's right near the cigar stand. Hey, they're selling Cohibas, they're selling Montenegro, whatever the hell the cigars are. I didn't see any Denoblas, I didn't see any Colombos, the old Italian stinkers that my grandfather, Fidel Bianchino, used to smell, uh, smoke and smell up the joint, that's for sure. And there were two rats. They were doing the Tarantella right there in the middle of the street. And the tourists are seeing this. And the people are seeing this. And the vendors are saying to me, Curtis, you know, I didn't like when the mob was running the feast here, the Genovese crime family, of any the chin gigante. But I got to tell you one thing. Even though they stuck the shiv in us and they took all of our money, the streets are never dirty like this. There's garbage piled up everywhere. Grease, flotsam, and jetsam. And I said to myself, yep. It's just par for the course because New York City is now ranked the world's second dirtiest city. And you know which is the first dirtiest city? And I've seen that for myself on two previous visits. Rome. Rome and Italy. And they ought to throw Naples in there. If you've ever visited Naples, my God, the garbage is everywhere. But this is America. This is New York City. We have a professional sanitation department. We have business improvement districts in which they hire people to sweep up, to change the trash cans, to use power sprayers, to use sweepers. I mean, it was un disgraziare. It was a shanda. And I said to the vendors, I said from Canal Street all the way up to Houston Street, I've never seen this so dirty in my life. And they say, yeah, Curtis, you know, we pay a lot of money to get the electricity, the propane gas, you know, to get all the uh, elements that we need to run our vendor stalls in order to try to pay back all the money we had to pay as a vega down payment in order to do business. It was disgrazia. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. As I pass the... Uh, Beginning of the fair, which is right off of Canal Street, right to the left is the Church of the Most Precious Blood on Baxter Street, actually the reverse side. But they have a brand new condominium there that blocked the entrance on the Mulberry Street side. But they still had San Gennaro with the vestments on. And people, what were they doing? They were putting the money, you know, putting the... I noticed inflation must have hit hard because most of the currency were dollar bills. So I asked one of the guys who was running the stand on behalf of the uh, Church of the Most Precious Blood. I said, how come so so little dollars, you know, dollar bills, $5 bills? He goes, 
as soon as they put on a 20 or a 50, we take it off because you got thugs going up and down. They're going to grab the vestment. I said, that never happened when the white guys ran the feast. They were the ones who stole the money. They were the ones who paraded the statue of San Gennaro through the streets of San Gennaro, the feast, from Canal to Houston, up and down Mulberry. Schmucks and putzes would be putting money on there because guys wanted to show the women they were with them. Yeah, I'm a big spender. Meantime, they would take it to the backyard of the church in the most precious blood and Vinnie the Chin and Benny Eggs Mangano. Everybody would strip the money off the vestments and then they'd start the process all over again. Oh, yeah. And I'll never forget before Rudy Giuliani cracked down on the feast. In fact, that was back in 1994. That even a guy working for Guy Molinari, who was the borough president of Staten Island, he was running one of the games, you know, one of the Las Vegas night games outside of the church in the most precious blood. And he was a fake priest. I recognize the guy. He says, Sal, since when did you become a priest? Hey, I speak. I speak, he says. Sal, you where did you get your ordination? How come you're wearing a collar? I speak. I speak. That was all a scam. And then my Kumbarachich, Rudy Giuliani, in 1994, a year after I helped get him elected, and so many of you, after losing to David Dinkins in 1988, and the feast went wild as the mobsters choking on their lobsters were ripping off all the, the proceeds. Immediately he declared that the city San Gennaro Festival, if it didn't remove members of organized crime, he would shut them down. A community group was formed to manage the festival. They hired a professional manager. And although the mob dabbles, the Genovese guys, but they're on the periphery. It's not like he used to be. So for that, that's much better. But the garbage, the flotsam and jetsam everywhere. Then the organizers this year, they had a press conference and they said, we don't even want the perception that organized crime is involved with the San Gennaro feast over 11 days. So if you're selling any kind of apparel that has the Godfather on it, Marlon Brando or, you know, pass the cannolis, give me the guns, I'm going to shoot you in the head, any of those shirts, you love that, Rich, right? As an African-American, you go through there, oh, i got to have my Godfather paraphernalia. Or better yet, they used to have a whole stand in which they would sell John Gotti Sr. paraphernalia. Oh, people love that. You're, hey, hey, Gotti rules, hey, you, hey, Steve, with Gotti rules. At least they don't have that anymore. So the idea was that if you were a vendor on the street, you couldn't sell any of that paraphernalia, which they used to sell by, by the bushels full. So I'm going up and down. The first vendor I hit, they're all Chinese. And guess what apparel they were selling? All Godfather stuff right out there in the street. The organizer said if you wanted to sell it, it had to be from within a store. You had to be on the, on the sidewalk in a store. It could not be the vendor's. So the Chinese, when I said to them, hey, you know, you can't be selling Godfather, Godfather paraphernalia, you know what they said to me? I don't speak English. I speak Mandarin. I speak Cantonese. And by the way, mind your own business, Lewa. Oh, you know how to pronounce my name, right? But you don't speak English. They said, we voted for you. I said, no, I won the Asian vote against the swagger man who had no plan. First time a Republican ever won the Asian vote. We got into a bit of an argument. You would have thought that I was enforcing the rules. I didn't see any Gotti paraphernalia, though, in the streets by any of the vendors. So I would say my marks to the organizers there, who seem to have uh, eliminated most of the influence of organized crime. Most, not all. I would say it's medzi, medzi, poco, poco. But the garbage 
And the garbage, not only at the San Gennaro Festival in the streets, the sidewalks, the overflowing cans, the rats, the flotsam and the jetsam, the grease on the streets, the fat, so much so your, your shoes are sticking to the asphalt. And then the sanitation department is run by this woman named Tish. Tish, who's Tish? She might as well be one of the princes over there, the princesses of the royal family, those deadbeats, those welfare cheats. Oh, her name is Tish. She's from the Tish family. She was born with a silver spoon in her mouth, big enough to offset the trade balance between Red China and the United States. And by the way, when she was a young little child, Jeeves would take her to and from her exclusive prep school, and she would be saying, pass the great poupon, please. What the hell does she know about sanitation? Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. We are now rated the second dirtiest city in the world, second only to Rome. And quite frankly, we've earned it. There is garbage and trash everywhere. The rats, they're doing the horror, the tarantella. They were out there, 12 noon, right? Right to there, San Gennaro Festival. What are you going to do about it? You had the two-legged rats, right? Hey, sleep. Well, what are you going to do about it? I eat the parmesan. That's right. I was a confidential informer. What about it? And then you have the four-legged rats. And, man, were they fat. Talk about the parmesan cheese. They must have been snacking on that all night. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And remember, we're going to give you an update of the hatchet man. The video went viral. I broke the news right here on WABC on Left versus Right with Anthony Weiner on Saturdays from 3 to 4, right before Vinny Madugno. But I will tell you this. Whatever I say does not do justice to the video. You got to see the video of the hatchet man in the Mickey D's 2.30 in the morning Saturday on uh, Delancey Street. And you will say, this guy is crazy. Well, guess what? He's back out on the streets because Alvin Bragg, (laughs) the DA in Manhattan, loves to turn him loose. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. A girl went back to Napoli because she missed the scenery. Napolitan. The native dances and the charming songs. The cathedral of San Gennaro. But wait a minute, something's wrong. Classic. Move your hips. Hey, mambo, mambo italiano. Hey, mambo. Move your hips. Mambo italiano. Go, go, go. You mixed up Sigiliano. All you calabrese do the mambo like a crazy with a mambo. Uh, So I was being a bit of an inquisitor as I was talking to some of the organizers. I was saying, hey, by the way, have you ever been to the cathedral of San Gennaro in Naples? And they looked at me like I was talking a foreign language. I said, you know how many Catholic churches are in Naples? The... About 450. You know how many in uh, Italy itself? About 65,000. But then again, a lot of them, they no longer exist. So figure about 20,000. And I said, do you know the history of San Gennaro? 
And the guy was going, I only know about St. Rocco. I said, who the hell is St. Rocco? He goes, that's a Sicilian saint. I said, I never learned about St. Rocco. Rocco was doing like 10 years to, to life up in Attica. What are you talking about? He said, no, no, I grew up uh, lighting candles to St. Rocco and the, 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 the church of the most precious blood up there in the house. There. I said, no, 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 still not. That's St. Patrick's. That was the original St. Patrick's Cathedral until they moved uptown. He goes, no, 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 you couldn't be more hopelessly wrong. I got married in the Church of the Most Precious Blood right up there there, in their house then. I said, no, that's St. Patrick's. I said, go into the catacombs there. There's catacombs. You'll see what's the original St. Patrick's before they built the cathedral over there on 50th and 5th. And remember, about a month ago, they had the drive-by shooting. They still haven't solved that on a Sunday at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, good work there, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. So um, if you ever follow the life and times of uh, St. San Gennaro, because he did go through pedification, uh, he was killed simply because he would not renounce his Christianity. They put him... In a furnace. They put his whole body in a furnace and he didn't burn. And so they said, well, he doesn't burn because he's pledged himself to God. So they chopped his head off. See, that was very common. Henry VIII there, the Church of England. That's right, the Church of England that those stupid Brits follow was based on Henry VIII chopping off the heads of his wives because he said to the Pope, I want an annulment. Pope said, hey, I'm infallible. I'm telling you, you can't have an annulment. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to chop off the heads of my wife. And I want to stop my own religion, the Church of England. We became Anglicans. We became wannabe Catholics, Episcopalians. See, back then they used to chop your head off. I mean, they, even the French, right? The guillotine. Whack. Imagine that. They threw him in a furnace and he didn't die. Anyway, they have his... Uh, if you've ever been in Naples, you go to the Cathedral of San Gennaro and you see his blood, you see the relics, you see the bones there. And you say, man, this guy, hardcore. They fed him to the lions in Rome, right? They wouldn't renounce their Christianity. That was hardcore. How many now, right, Democrats and Republicans, if you said, we're going to toss you to the lions unless you convert and become a Democrat, Republicans, or vice versa? I convert. I convert. Oh, different times. Anyway, let's go to Sammy calling from Howard Beach. Your turn to be heard there on WABC. Yeah, good morning on this beautiful, or good afternoon on this beautiful afternoon out here smoking one of those cohibas that you talked about earlier. Oh, yes. Well, anyway, last night it was kind of late, late for me anyway. I called in after you talked about what had happened with the uh, Tunnels to Tower run when WCBS TV started sponsoring it that you were censored or basically expelled from from contributing your opinions on the um well I, what, on, I Sammy let me uh quantify that I wasn't expelled the CBS said to me hey you can't keep giving those speeches at the start of the tunnel to tower run it's 5 miles through the Brooklyn Battery tunnel to the Manhattan side in which you finish it and you talk about the jihadists, how we ought to all put them on up on the Paradise Express and zoom them off to Allah's side. And we parted uh, as friends. So he said, no, I understand, but I'm Curtis Lee. I I can't change the way I talk. And this organization uh, created by the brother of Stephen Siller is so great 
he really doesn't need me. He really doesn't need me being an interference. So uh, God bless all of you. You're really doing God's work. And we separated in peace, Sammy. There was no no angst. I know. I heard that. I heard what you said. But, you know, I still think now with WABC 77's involvement, there should be uh, a place for you to, because you are Mr. Law and Order, you really represent what most of your listeners want to hear. And I just think that, you know, John Katz, who's a great guy, he's done so much, not only for the station, but for the silent majority in New York City, that they would try to find a spot for you somewhere. You deserve well, I tell you, I tell you, Savine, uh, to those uh, who were not listening in the wee hours of the morning, because remember, Saturday mornings, I'm on from 12 midnight to 6 to the break of dawn. So nice they had me do it twice. Sunday mornings from 12 midnight to 6. I was grumbling about the fact that when you go to wabcradio.com slash walk, they don't have me listed as one of the members here at WABC who would like to encourage some of you to donate to this great cause, the Tunnel to Tower Walk and Run, that will be taking place next Sunday. And everybody has a team. They have Bernie and Sid. They have Greg Kelly. They have Rita Cosby. They have Dominic Carter. They have Frank Morano. And they have uh, Judge Jeanine Pirro. But they don't have me. And a lot of people were asking me, how come you're not there? And I said, I don't know. I was there with them from day one. None, none of these other people even knew they existed. This is when it was a small family-run operation, and they were building up to the great philanthropic agency it is today, helping so many people. And I went to uh, our folks here. I said, how come you're not linking me up? Oh, we got it. This was Wednesday. We got it. Maquan Amai. It's Saturday, Sunday. Still no link. So what I did was I told everybody, since obviously they're preventing me, and it's not the Tunnel to Towers Run, folks. No, no, no. It's our own people here at WABC. And I think I know who's behind this, uh, Frank Morano and Dominic Carter, because they've raised uh, the most money. And so they want to be number one, second to none. And they know if they link to me, all of a sudden, a lot of money's going to come in. A lot of people going to want to walk with me and Nancy and uh, Anthony Chester. So right now, there's no link to me. Now, you try to figure that out. They're giving me all this bull feather excuse. Oh, well, you know, the angle of the dangle, it's going to take us a month to Sunday. What is this, a NASA launch to the moon? They don't want me. My own WABC does not want me. So I'm suggesting that to all of you, do not give up on Tunnel to Tower because of this. No, 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 no. And the Stephen Seller Foundation, great organization. And I was there from day one. You make your donation in my name to Judge Jeanine Pirro. I'm going to be there with Anthony. I'm going to be there with Nancy. I want to see anybody at WABC try to stop me, right? I'll punch their schnoz right down their throat. But if they're not going to let me, allow me to have some of you join me while you make a donation to this great philanthropic organization that I was with from day one. And I want to hear the bull feathers. Oh, what do we do? We got to do the link. The link. What are you talking about, the missing link? What is this nonsense? You just don't want me. Just say it. I know when I'm not wanted, it happens all the time. Today at the San Gennaro Festival, the guy says, hey, uh, can you say some words to the crowd, the microphone? And then all of a sudden the guy pulled the plug on me. 
You, I said, you think I need the microphone, you mamalooch? The guy pulled the, pulled the plug right out of the wall. Hey, we don't want to hear from that guy. Hey, I don't need a freaking microphone, you jadrules. How do you like that? So please go to wabcradio.com slash walk. And if you wanted to join Curtis and Nancy and Anthony next Sunday, just make the donation to Judge Janine Pirro. Definitely not Frank Morano, Dominic Carter. I know that's a cabal. They're trying to block me. Because, look, all I have to do is send one advisory to all the people who contributed to my campaign generously to allow me to run for mayor. And there probably some of them will go, hey, I want to join Curtis. That's a, that's a great uh, charity there, Stephen Siller's uh, Foundation. But, oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, got, I got bones to break here. W. My own peeps blocked me. Just like that Frank Morano, right at our 100th anniversary at Cipriani's. He's supposed to take a minute, maybe two, as an introduction to my award, a Lifetime Achievement Award. 28 years out of 33 years broadcasting at WABC. And this guy, right, spoke for 28 minutes. He didn't even talk about me. He talked about himself. He reminded me of Shamu El Jefe. Remember at the Republican National Convention, when they had a hurricane out there in the Gulf of Mexico, they had this cancel for a day to uh, anoint uh, Mitt Romney, uh, their candidate. And who was making the nominating speech? Chamu, El Jefe, Chris Christie. 28 minutes, he never once mentioned Romney. You see, it's all I and me. It's all ego. ego. I, I know, they're trying to block me, huh? You're going to block me? You're going to block me, Curtis Sliwa, my own peeps at WABC? That ain't happening. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Hey, Lou Monty. You degenerate Med fans, huh? They play that seventh inning stretch, right? First shade, then City Field. You losers. You ain't getting into the World Series, but neither are the Yankees. Not, not as long as Aaron Boone is manager of my beloved Yankees. Never going to happen. Hey, let's hear it. Uh, Second stand. Yeah, they took the they took the microphone. They pulled it right out of the wall there. You think you're gonna shut me down? No way. Name my grandfather, Fidelo Bianchino. What a dancer he was. What a singer he was. From Andre Bari. He used to sing this around the dinner table. Yes. Yes, Lou. I'd like to do two choruses in British. Of course. Lazy Mary, you better get up. She answered back, I am not evil. Oh, this is so good. Lazy Mary, you better get up. She answered back, I am not evil. 
They didn't play this song at the San Gennaro. Lazy Mary is smoking bed. There's only one man you should marry. I made the request of the head guy. My advice to you would be is to pay attention to me. His advice to me was mind your own business. You'd better marry a fireman. He'll come and go, go and come. Zembala boom bamana That would be an Irish guy, a fireman. See, this is San Janeiro. They should let me run the San Janeiro Festival. You will never have another mobster choking on this lobster again. No. And this would be the theme song, which would put a smile on all Met fans' faces, who I hate, I loathe, I despise. But, hey, it's a great song, right? Lou Monte, hey, that's Aaron for Lou. Hey, how come I don't hear that with Vinny Madugno coming up from five to six, huh? Hey, come on, Joe. Hey, pay tribute to your Italian tradition. Yeah, okay, two hours of Sinatra, but, hey, one song, I ask you. One song, Joe Piscopo, Lou Monte. Lazy Mary, come on, in English, Italian. Can you do that? Uh-huh. Do I have to go to the king of our entertainment weekend here, Cousin cousin Brucey? Don't make me do that, guys. Uh, Vinnie Madugno and uh, Joe Piscopo. I don't want to have to ask uh, Cousin Brucey to have to play this. Or worse yet, Tony Orlando without Dawn. And then Tony will tell me, hey, I'm part Boricua, I'm part Greek, I'm related to John Katsimatidis. And then he grabs me and he kisses me on both cheeks. I'm saying, hey, the last time somebody kissed me on both cheeks, it was right across the street from Russo's on the Bay, and it was a signal to the Bonanno guys, we can wax Lee one out. Yeah, it's the old Columbus Parade they used to have up Cross Bay. How come you don't have a Columbus Parade anymore on Howard Beach? What happened? What happened, huh? Are you getting upset because I was on the Daily News float and you say, hey, no more parade if that Slee was going to be here. Hey, hey, it was Swatchin. I'll give you a few more words, but the FCC might eventually figure it out. i tell you. Oh, you're new Gorn. What a great song. Anyway, let's go to uh, Jeff, who's calling from Brooklyn Heights. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Jeff. Thank you for taking my call. I'm, I'm very interested in what you said about the uh, flag being at half staff and the Queen of England. And look, people, I live in Brooklyn Heights. It's one of the basic British bases in America, like Kent, Connecticut, like Lawrenceville, New Jersey. They have a series, but they also have a series of organizations that sensitize, that's a nice word, the American public to the British crown. The English-speaking union, the pilgrims, there's a whole network of these organizations. And when you see the New York Post coming out and say, the queen, what the queen? It's the English queen. Now, we should pay attention to, we have to show every sympathy to an ally, and we have to show every every respect to a long-term ally. And- I show no respect to the queen, to the king that, uh, what can we call him? Alfred E. Newman, What Me Worry, a Mad Magazine, right? King Charles III with the fly around his head and the big sausage fingers. That's from Stealing Billions. 
Oh, I'm going to break it down to you tonight. You don't want to miss it from 9 to 11, right before the animal welfare hour. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you exactly how many billions the royal family has stolen from third world countries and from the people of the UK itself, England and Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland and the Commonwealth. Billions. Oh, God. We got our flag at half mass. What, what, what is this? We had a revolution. To get rid of the king, to get rid of royalty, two-thirds, two-thirds of Americans wanted to remain loyal to the Union Jack and kiss the arse of the king. But a third bravely stood up. And last night I had the microphone at the annual Pulaski Day Dinner in advance of the parade the first Sunday of October, in which I will be uh, marching along with Nancy, who's all Polish all the time, and my older son, Anthony Chester Sliwa. And I reminded everyone of the contributions of General Pulaski and General Kosciuszko from Poland, who helped us against the Brits. And you know what they did to Pulaski? They went down to Savannah where he's buried. He's honored in the South. That's right, a Polish general. You go to Arkansas, it's Pulaski County. You go to Georgia, Pulaski County, Tennessee, Pulaski County. Because he created the American cavalry, they exhumed his body from this great tomb right in the central part of Savannah, Georgia, because they wanted to see if he was non-binary, if he was a hermaphrodite. What? Polish people never get any respect. Even in death, they got to exhume the guy's body. Hey, it looks like he's got the, um, he's got the plumbing of a, a male and a female. The guy's been dead, right? Over 200 years. Well, we got to see if he was a hermaphrodite. I'll never forget, I was the Grand Marshal in the annual Plasky Day Parade. It was 2000. I was coming out of St. Patrick's Cathedral with my tucks and tails, and actually my red beret on. I wasn't going to wear that top hat. A busload of tourists came in from San Diego, stopped there. They were going to pay their respects at St. Patrick's Cathedral. They recognized me because... I had set up guardian angels in the gaslight uh, section of uh, downtown San Diego and over in Balboa Park. And they said, Curtis, Curtis, wow, I didn't know that the Polish people have a parade in honor of Roman Polanski. I said, Roman Polanski, that's a pedophile on a pedestal. He fled America. He went to Paris where there's no extradition. I said, this is General Polanski. Did they ever teach you that in school? No. Ever teach you about General Konstantinov who convinced Washington to build West Point where it is today, not only as a school for military, but also for engineering. And Washington defied Jefferson, who said it should be in Virginia, our state, because both of them were from Virginia. Because Jusco convinced him to build West Point. And by the way, Rich, it's not Kosciuszko, huh? It's Kosciuszko. I, I know. Oh, Kosciuszko mustard. Okay. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty good mustard. God, what cavalms. And did they ever teach you about the Polish astronomer Copernicus who said the world is round? And he, he stood up to the papacy. Remember when they said to the Italian astronomer, uh, Galileo, no, the world is flat. And if you don't say it's flat, it's off with your head. We'll burn you at the stake. Oh, it's flat. Copernicus did not capitulate. He did not. Never taught about that. Never taught about that in public school. Never taught about that in private school, in Catholic school that I went to. Nothing. Not a mention of it. 
And then you have Kyrie Irving. All right, Kyrie Irving, what does he make? $50 trillion playing like two games a year for the Brooklyn Nets. I won't take my vets. I won't take. You know what he just put out on his Instagram? The world is flat. This guy went to Seton Hall, right? What's wrong with the Jesuits? Oh, Duke, excuse me. Uh, right to Harvard or the South. The Polish coach, what was his name? Kozjewski. The hell, I can't even pronounce his name. And the guy puts out on Instagram, the world is flat. Oh, my God. Shows you what a Duke education will give you. Last person I knew from Duke was Sonny Jurgensen, quarterback for the Washington Redskins. That's right, Duke. I hate Kyrie Irving with a passion. He's a nut job. He is a loony kazoonie from parts unknown. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Benjamin, who's calling from Forest Hills. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Benjamin. Yeah, I'm delighted to hear you to hear you denouncing the idolatry of the Queen and the royal family. I think you are absolutely correct. And it's wonderful that somebody like you is raising this issue. But I wanted to remind you that your radio station, WABC, is engaged in idolizing somebody else. His name is Trump. Uh, who, who is that? Hold on. Who, who, who are we engaged in idolatry with? Uh, beatification? Who, Benjamin? Trump. Donald Trump. What? Donald, Donald, Donald J. Trump. Well, wait a second. I, I'm not a Trumper. And nobody interferes with me. I'm a Republican, but I'm not a Trumper. And there are other people here who are not Trumpers. There are some who are hardcore Trumpers. There's all different people here at WABC. You don't have free speech in the U.K. Have you seen along all the lines of the worshipers, hey, look, knock yourself out. If you're in the U.K., you're in the Commonwealth, you want to spend 13 hours like Beckham. Oh, kickball, kickball, Beckham. I stood online 13 hours to pay my respects to the Queen. Fine. You're her indentured servant. You're her subject. That's you. We had a revolution to stop that. We had a revolution to stop that. We don't believe in the monarchy. We don't believe in that nonsense. Our monarchy is down in Disney World. It's Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. That's what attracts the tourists to America. That's why they have the royalty, to attract tourists to England. Because if you didn't have the royalty with all of their deadbeats and their welfare cheats in all those castles, you'd have no other reason to go to England. Would you rather go to England or would you rather go to France or Italy uh, or Spain? I guarantee all of you, if it weren't for the king and the queen and the castles and Buckingham Palace, you'd say, I don't want to go to that country. Man, it's always damp. It's drizzly. It always feels like it's drip, drip on you there. You go to Paris, right? You go to Rome. You go to Milan, right? You go to Florencia. You go to Barcelona, you go to Madrid, you go to the Mediterranean, and you get to watch women take their tops off and their bottoms off. And, hey, Rich, he gets all excited. Hey, well, let you do that in England. <laughs> well, you're not into women, guy. You're into yourself. We'll get to you momentarily. The swagger man who has no plan. Anyway, give me a, I, I need, please, I, I need a little, I need a little Lazy Mary here, Lou Monty, to get me back on track. Oh, what a great song. How come I never hear this, huh? How come I never hear from Vinnie Madunia? Not once does he play this song. 
Not once, Joe Pisco. Hey, look, I recognize it's two hours at Sinatra from six to eight, sponsored by Ramsey Monster. One time, one time, please, Joe. Huh? Huh? I don't want to have to go to Cousin Brucey. Oh, he'll get very upset. You know, don't mess with his playlist. He's the king of top 40. The thing is, you talk to Tony Orlando without doing, you know, sometimes he loves me. Sometimes he kisses me. Sometimes he smacks me. You know, he, he hears what I say about certain uh, artists, you know. Because Curtis, I'm trying to get him on the air. You're killing me here. You're killing me here. Hey, I'm sorry, Tony. I'm sorry. But I tell you what, I'll make a trade. If uh, Tony Orlando without Dawn, Saturdays from 10 to 12, will play Lazy Mary, Lou Monty, the Italian version and the English version, I will do everything to be nice to all the people you're trying to get on the air, and I won't bash them and criticize them like I do to almost 99% of all the people that I speak about. Because you know what I'm like? Rich, you got to learn a subject. There were the great philosophers of ancient Greece and Athens. There was Aristotle, there was Plato, there was Socrates. And there was the greatest of all of them who would search the streets of Athens at night with a lantern and would shine it into people's faces and say, I'm just trying to find one honest man. Now you'd have to say, and an honest woman, and an honest non-binary, and an honest 72 different sexualities or gender identifications. Ladies and gentlemen, who am I talking about for a Curtis Lee with Booby Prize? My favorite philosopher that the king of Macedonia, Alexander the Great, went to. He said, I must meet this man. And he traveled all the way to Crete to see him. And this man said to Alexander the Great, could you get out of my way? I'm trying to get some sun right now. I mean, hey, this guy had a set, right? I think I got quite a set, but compared to him, I got cocktail onions on my trousers. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to uh, Dean, who's calling from Jersey City. Dean, in fact, is our handicapper here at WABC, who has been uh, right so many more times than wrong in handicapping the ponies at the track. I, I, I totally uh, defer to you on that, Dean. Curtis, thank you for remembering me, my brother. Did you, did, you, did, you, did, you, did you see recently in uh, Saratoga, run, Curtis, run, uh, finish second? No. Oh, no. you got to check that out, Dean. Yeah, yeah that was named after me, run, Curtis, run. I will. Today I want to talk two things. Yes. Yeah, and I'll, give me the, I'll give you the questions, and then you can give me the answers. I will tell you, if you remember that I'm a gambler, five years from now you'll remember that I'm telling you this. That if they ever do a study about all these people smoking weed, they're going to find out that because weed was legalized, that's why the crime went up. Because these kids have no jobs. They don't go to school. They smoke weed all day long. And all they do is think about how we're going to do something stupid. And they go and do it. That's the first question. The second question is, I love you. You're a good guy and a smart guy. What would you do different right now if you were the mayor with the crime scene? Oh, first off, Dean, I'll answer them in reverse. The swagger man has no plan. And that's obvious. We're worse than we were under eight years at the Blasio. Worse in almost every category. He's got to take responsibility for that. you got to prove to people you're going to make a difference. Dealing with crime is going to take you a little bit of time. Even for me, I've dedicated my whole life to First thing you do is clean the streets and get rid of the graffiti so that people walk out in the street. Wow, it's clean. 
There's no overflowing garbage cans. There's no graffiti. Immediately, it's like, wow, there is a difference. Now they begin to have hope. Then you take the emotionally disturbed persons forcibly off the streets, which you can do. You get them a psychiatric evaluation. If you can get two uh, psychiatrists who conflate their studies and they say they need to be sent to a mental health care facility run by the state. Creedmoor has only 30 percent capacity in northern Queens run by the state. Kirby Psychiatric on Wards Island, a state facility, only has 30 percent capacity. Seventy percent of these facilities are empty. There's plenty of room. There's plenty of these people who are a danger to themselves and everybody else. We're going to be giving you an update on the hatchet, man. Oh, my God, what a piece of work he was. Definitely emotionally disturbed. And that's my forte. I mean, many people say, Curtis, you know emotionally disturbed persons because there's nobody more emotionally disturbed than you. And that's what makes for a great talk show host when you're right on the cusp. In which you wonder, Rich... Is this the day that Curtis totally snaps and we got to leave our facilities before he kills us? <laughs> I've been on the verge of that many times, Rich. Many times. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. <laughs> Ah, Lumonte. Anyway, let's see if the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, marches in the annual Columbus Day Parade, October 12th. Last year, he did not. He did not, and the Italian leaders stay quiet. He better march this year, or there'll be all holy hell to pay. Because he likes Italian money, he likes Italian lira and euros, where he gets wine, dined, and pocket line. But he's not going to march in the annual Christopher Columbus Day Parade. Uh-huh. Let's quickly go to Peach, who's calling from Washington State. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Peach. Uh, yeah, Curtis, uh, call regarding the uh, question you had about the Greek philosopher. Who is it? Diogenes. Yes, you are correct. Diogenes is my favorite philosopher Happens to be Greek. By the way, they thought he was Monsieur Gubatz. He had all the furniture upstairs rearranged in the wrong rooms. Because at night he would crawl into like a huge cup. Sometimes was filled with his own human feces. See, that's why I admire him, because he was right on the verge of insanity. And yet they traveled everywhere. Yeah, they wanted to see Socrates and Plato. They wanted to see the great Greek philosophers of uh, Athens. They wanted to see Diogenes. Please keep Peach all the way from Washington State. There, we're going to send him a courtesy with Booby Prize, a WABC styling and profiling baseball cap with the patch, the Curtis Lee would show there. So when you go in the hood and you get surrounded and they put the toolies at your head and they see, how do you know Curtis Lee? Say, hey, you, you, you want to find out? No, no, it's okay. Keep your money. We'll find another Vic. Yeah, come on. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Okay, by me in America, everything free in America. For 
dollars for me in America. Andale, andale, andale. Mira, mira. Now this song, the original West Side Story, by the way, much better than Steven Spielberg's remake, low-budget Spielberg. He filmed it in the streets of Patterson. How do I know Patterson? Because we saw him there while we were on patrol, First Ward, Fourth Ward, up the hill, down the hill. It was a hell of a lot cheaper filming there, I get it, than filming it here. In the neighborhood where originally the setting was for Jets versus Sharks, Old San Juan Hill, which is where Lincoln Center is, Robin Moses did a complete rehab, knocked all those tenements down, and that's why you have Lincoln Center there. But before that, the area was flooded with Puerto Ricanos, Boricuas, who were coming from the Commonwealth. And a lot of people, even to this day, even in 2022, do not understand that Puerto Ricans are citizens of the United States by birth. I know, you see the Puerto Rican Day Parade, you see their own uh, flag of their commonwealth. And right away you think, is that the Cuban flag? It looks so similar. And I, hey, to you, all the Latinos are the same. Latinas. No, Lat, Latinx or whatever the hell. AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Cortez. Uh, head of the Democratic uh, Socialists, all out crazy, and the Justice Warrior says Latin X. What, what, what the hell is that? It's Latinos or Latinas. Anyway, this was the song made by very Democrat, liberal, progressive songwriters, uh, Broadway producers, and of course, Leonard Bernstein, who was a radical who actually supported the Black Panther Party and the uh, other radical causes would hold fundraisers uh, up high in his penthouse apartment along the Upper West Side with his boy toy, although he had his beard, his wife. Man, was definitely a homosexual. Oh, yeah, but that back then you couldn't say that, right? Even if you were Leonard Bernstein and every Saturday you were on CBS conducting the New York Philharmonic and teaching children about classical music, that was a great show. I remember looking at it as a kid and I said, man, you know, I don't really like classical music, but boy, this guy, man, he gets up there. He commands attention of not just the orchestra, but the audience. He just had that. He was like Ric Flair. Oh, you know, up there with the, what the hell do you call that when he's got that little stick in his hand, you know, and he's conducting the orchestra. Oh, he was great, Leonard Bernstein. His politics sucked, but uh, he was great when it came to that. In fact, they're doing, a, they're doing a, a movie now about Leonard Bernstein. In fact, the guy was snacking on uh, Anthony Weiner, my partner, uh, uh, on Saturday's left versus right, his former wife, Huma. Remember that Bradley Cooper for a while was snacking on her? That was nonsense. But he's playing the part of Leonard Bernstein. Perfect. His politics fits, fits Leonard Bern, uh, Berns, Bernstein like a, a glove. Anyway, let's talk about that because, remember, West Side Story was about Puerto Ricans. Everything free in America, all of that, that was constructed by liberals and progressives and Democrats. You couldn't make a song like that today. You could not make a song like that today. The snowflakes would object. You would be canceled, censored. And yet, doesn't it perfectly apply to all the illegal aliens who are pouring across the border from Mexico into Texas, California, Arizona, and New Mexico at record levels? And they all believe that everything is free in America. And why wouldn't they, right? All of a sudden, they see press conference after press conference. Underlay, underlay, underlay. Give me that music. I need my shot of West Side Story here. Back to the 60s, Leonard Bernstein. 
that whole notion about Puerto Ricans battling the white ethnics. Oh, yeah, Sergeant Crumpke, uh, he was just a nasty cop, right? He, he didn't like the white ethnics. He didn't like jets. He didn't like sharks. But he really didn't like the sharks, the Puerto Ricans, that's for sure. But anyway, the whole point being is everything free in America. Now, let's just say you were in Caracas or Colombia or El Salvador, Honduras or Guatemala or Mexico or the DR, and you're watching Telemundo and Univision because... These broadcasting uh, agencies in Spanish broadcast throughout the Spanish-speaking world. And you see people like the Swagger Man with no plan, Eric Adams, saying, oh, you come to New York City, we give you everything. Ah, you're a regular homeless person. You could have even been a veteran, served the country. You're an African-American predominantly in our shelters. Move aside. We got illegals. We got to put them up in the Milford Plaza. We got to drive them around in an MTA money-taking agency bus. And you would say, oh, we got to come to Nueva York, right? That makes sense. And by the way, we now have been bamboozled. I'm going to give you new information because, to be honest with you, uh, I never thought that Eric Adams was as stupid as he appears to be. He really He's not a bright guy. You know, he memorizes his lines, but he really doesn't have a good street sense. Look, for years he was a house mouse in the precincts. He wasn't a street cop. And he really doesn't know what's happening with illegal immigration. I'm going to give you that information momentarily. But listen to what he most recently said about how evil, how um, he is the Antichrist, uh, Governor Abbott in Texas, how he is a racist, insensitive, with no sympathy and empathy with the illegals that he's putting on the Greyhound bus as they pound the hound and come to the Port Authority in New York City. A political uh, play, it's, 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 it's just, he finally admitted what we were saying. And uh, we're going to continue to be open arms. This is who we are as a city, and we just need help from the federal government. We have a, we're having a great conversation this afternoon with the federal government uh, to figure out how we can get this right. But it is despicable what we're witnessing in Texas. Uh, that's all he keeps saying. He's been on a panel. Please give me my music, Rich. I need that motivation from West Side Story. Everything free in America. All morning long, like lens lights. I'm looking at Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, saying we need federal assistance. We need federal assistance. I thought this guy's the Biden from Brooklyn. He picks up the phone. Oh, it's like brothers in solidarity, Joe Biden and Eric Adams. Apparently, Joe Biden, who is now... And London pays respects to the Queen upon her burial tomorrow and then the coronation. For What Me Worry, Mad Magazine's Alfred E. Newman with a fly around his head. Prince to be king, Charles III with the sausage fingers and a portfolio that will knock your eyeballs out when I talk to you tonight from 9 to 11 before the animal welfare hour. The guy has billions and billions of dollars. And apparently the Brits don't care. Thank God we got rid of the royalty. But I digress. So Eric Adams is pleading poverty on every TV station this morning in his $5,000 suits. Hey, Eric, if you're going to make uh, the pitch that, hey, we need help, you shouldn't do it in a $5,000 customized suit. You know, <laughs> a lot of people watching in the heartland of America are going to say, you don't, you don't look like you need any help there, Eric. You seem to be doing quite well. 
Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. You laugh, you laugh, you laugh. I saw him last night at the uh, annual Pulaski Day Parade dinner. Rich, he came up behind me after he made his presentation, which could have been made to Pakistanis, could have been made to Chinese. You know, it's like a generic speech. And he hit me in my back. You know, I was sort of like payback. Remember how he wanted Rudy, my Kumbada Chich, arrested for filing a false police report when that worker at uh, ShopRite hit him in the back right before the actual uh, gubernatorial primary race between Andrew Giuliani, uh, Astorino, uh, Wilson, and the eventual winner, uh, the guy we're all supporting, uh, Congressman Zeldin. He hit me in the back, and his aide looked at me, pointed at me, and it's like, hey, hey, you know, revenge. Yeah, 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 I got it, Eric. I got it. Man, don't even be paying attention to me. I'm just a little pisser here. You're spreading propaganda. You're basically saying we need help for, from Papa Chula. Uh, Joe Biden, who remember said when he was debating then-President Donald Trump in his run for the presidency, Andale, Andale, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? I win. Come to America. Come one, come all. And guess what? They did wearing sweatshirts that said Papa Chulo, Joe Biden. And now he can't even get Joe Biden to return a call, like, you know, to flip him some money, because he's not Zelensky. See, if it was Zelensky and he agreed, hey, give him a few more billion dollars, right? Eric Allen. Eric Allen, oh, my God. Eric Adams. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, he gives you Ugats. He gives you Bubkis. We got to pay for this. City taxpayers, not even Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, who is uh, running for governor against Selden. She's saying, oh, come, we got jobs for you upstate, milking cows and putting far- fertilizer in the ground and tending to the vineyards. We got jobs, jobs, jobs. And then you know who else said that? Gillibrand, the junior senator, said, yeah, 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 we'll bring them upstate because there are no people left upstate. They've all fled New York down to Florida, Georgia, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, Tennessee. So we got nobody upstate. Hey, let's fill it with illegals, right? So anyway, he's saying this, and then never he never tells us that while he's vilifying the Republican, Greg Abbott, who, by the way, is married to a Latina. Now Latins actually outnumber gringos in Texas. First lady of Texas is a Latina, first ever in the history of Texas. But these schmucks who condemn him as being a racist, they have no idea. Uh, anyway, uh, he attacks Greg Abbott. Then he's having phone calls with the Democratic mayor of El Paso right on the border with Juarez as illegals are flooding over, and he agrees to take the illegals from the Democratic mayor, and the Democratic mayor in El Paso couldn't be more grateful. And we're very thankful to um, Mayor Adams from New York that really stepped up to, to help us, and, you know, he did tell me when I, when I spoke with him that there's not a community there within New York from Venezuela but uh, he will welcome them into his community and then work with them to get them to a community where there is their peers so they can continue to be there, and that's really important to them. But uh, they, were, they came down here to make sure that those buses went out was not part of the political. And Mr. Gonzalez was trying to be, you know, correct when he said when things changed. When things changed, it became political, and we need to take, again, politics out of this immediately and make sure that we take care of people and take care of them in the right way. Uh, Yeah, he is a politician. He doesn't know how to truncate his comments in El Paso. But notice Eric Adams takes illegals from a Democrat, but not from Greg Abbott. And by the way, Eric Adams, it shows you he doesn't know about this city. Look, I know about this city better than anybody who walks, who breathes in this city. There are Venezuelans in this city. Just go to Queens. You got every ethnic and racial group in Queens. It's the most diverse in the world. 
we don't have a place where, you know, a fellow Venezuelan. This guy does not know the city. How are you going to know the city if you spend most of your time at the Club Zero Bond at night, a private club with McWhitey Whiteys who are millionaires and billionaires? How the hell are you going to know there's a real world out there where there are actually Venezuelans in New York City? And then my husband-in-law, better known as the former governor of the state of New York, Patterson, spoke with our owner-operator, great talk show host in his own right earlier today in his uh, various interviews at Make News. It immediately did in the New York Post and then went viral around the United States as uh, David Patterson, my husband-in-law, spoke to the fact that We've seen this game before, 50 years ago, when liberals and progressives said, yeah, 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 I'm open to blacks and Hispanics. Just don't put them in my backyard. It reminds me similarly of some criticism that was often made during the uh, integration movement, where when uh, there were people who were pro-integration, but they were uh, progressives, they were liberal, but they didn't want anybody moving into their neighborhoods. So it was someone else who was going to have to live with the African-Americans or the Hispanics who moved into those neighborhoods. So you kind of see history sort of repeating itself 50 years later. Oh, man. You better believe that David Patterson, my husband-in-law, is never going to be invited to Martha's Vineyard again. That's for sure, along with Dershowitz. Uh, The both of them, uh, Patterson and the Dersh, they're on the outside looking in. They're not permitted to come onto the island of Martha's Vineyard. I need my music. I need my music. Everything free in America, Rich. Come on. We got to keep it jumping and pumping here. We can't have any dead spots. We got to keep people alive. We got to keep them focused. We got to say, yeah, this was a song that was being sung back in the 1960s in West Side Story, which won all the awards right across the board. Everything free in America. And that is the same song that's being sung on every bus in which they're pounding the hound in Chicago to Washington, D.C. Another 50 were dropped off outside of Giggles. <laughs> Vice President uh, Harris's house, the Naval Observatory. Oh, yeah, more. In fact, DeSantis is planning on sending more Venezuelans, illegal aliens who work their way from Texas to Florida, uh, to, to uh, Nantucket and Cape Cod. Yeah, Nantucket and Cape Cod. And who owns a huge mansion on Cape Cod? Who will be very upset? In fact, she was named ambassador of New York City, spends about all of 10 minutes a year in New York City by then. Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who single-handedly took a Miley Cyrus wrecking ball and destroyed the city that we love. And he refuses to go back and live in Cambridge and in Boston full-time. The evil seed was birthed there. Which star of pop music has a mansion on Cape Cod and is refusing, or at least hasn't indicated, that she will house these 50 illegal Venezuelans that were bust off of Martha's Vineyard at Cape Cod. And remember, next stop, Nantucket. Hey, Nantucket, you're not going to get away. And why not Plymouth Rock? Right? It's the anniversary of when the Mayflower left England, supposedly to take the Puritans to Virginia. No, not Operation 1619. That was bogus. Oh, it was supposed to settle in Virginia because they were fighting for religious freedom against who? The Church of England, the Anglicans, the Episcopalians that were once led by Queen Elizabeth II and are now led by Sausage Fingers, Alfred E. Newman, What Me Worry, a Mad Magazine, who actually is King Charles III. 
Tell me he doesn't look like Alfred E. Newman of Mad Magazine. Come on. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. So Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan, who has actually encouraged the illegals to come to New York City, lied. Actually, I oh, politicians, they all lie, Democrats and Republicans. But when you catch them, let's see how he pirouettes out of it, how he spins. You know, he said, we're going to pirouette out of this. We're going to spin out of this. So uh, an intrepid group of reporters from the city. The city is a great publication because it is supported with voluntary contributions. It's not your normal journalism that is owned by either a millionaire, billionaire, or by stockholders. You really need to read this city. So as Eric Adams attacks the GOP governors, many new immigrants from the border to New York City are coming on their own. And guess who didn't even know that? Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. So they embedded themselves from the city in the Port Authority. And they saw a lot of illegal aliens getting off the buses from Texas arriving in large numbers. And when they interviewed them, they said, are you kidding? We wanted to come to New York. Nobody forced us to come to New York. It was my dream to come to New York. Quote, since I was a kid, I always dreamt of New York, said one refugee who flew to the city sponsored by a San Antonio nonprofit, Catholic Charities. Hey, Cardinal Dolan. You're going to be taking care of all these illegals? Of course not. It's city money that's going to do it. It's just going to be filtered through Catholic charities. Again, Cardinal Dolan was in his bully pulpit at St. Patrick's Cathedral saying, We love all of you. MS-13, 18th Street, uh, Loco Banditos, we love you. Norteños, Serenos, come one, come on. Because we get money from the suckers in the federal and state and city government who subsidize Catholic charities. And they are the ones who are flying people to New York and busing people to New York who want to come here. Many of them also talk about coming to the city because they heard that they would receive shelter and everything free. Cell phone, Milford Plaza, three hots in a cot. Oh, my God. Eric Adams has no idea that people are actually coming here on their own. Like we never had illegal aliens coming to New York City. We have a population of close to 9 million. I would estimate my travels throughout the five boroughs Minimum of 500,000 illegals. Minimal. How did they get here? Because they've been coming all the time of their own measures. And they didn't need coyotes to get them here once they got across the border from uh, Mexico into Texas, into Arizona, into New Mexico, and into California. Or they were the illegal Chinese who came as they were in the holes of ships or in cargo containers of the many red Chinese vessels who bring most of our products to market in Los Angeles, in Seattle, in Portland, in the Port of New York, Newark, Elizabeth, in Fort Lauderdale. And as soon as the cargo container is removed, they open it up. Oh, my God, there's 500 Chinese in there. They run in all different directions. Yeah, it's not the first time illegal aliens flooded into this city. Eric Adams, stop pretending that this is all the fault of the GOP governors, Ducey in Arizona, uh, the fault of Abbott, who he has vilified in Texas, and DeSantis, who he has tried to convince people not to go to Florida. If you're gay, lesbian, or transgender, you want to leave Florida, a homophobic state, and come back to New York, 
How many people have taken him up on that offer? None. When gays and lesbians and transgenders were asked about that campaign by Eric Adams, they said, are you crazy? We come up there, we get killed. We're not stupid. We're staying right down here in Fort Lauderdale. We're staying right here in Miami Beach. We're staying here in Tampa, St. Petersburg. We ain't going up there, and we're not leaving Key West. Well, some of the other Venezuelans who have been coming into the city on their own have identified the nemesis, Catholic Charities, providing the tickets, not even providing sponsorship, just sending them to New York City. Why? Because the money is here in New York City. I indict Cardinal Dolan. I indict Catholic Charities. I indict Eric Adams. I indict Kathy Hochul. I indict the missing in action Joe Biden and giggles. <laughs> Vice President Harris and Mayorkas, head of the Department of Homeland Security, who is in charge of ICE. And Eric Adams will rail. They're not communicating with us. They're not communicating with us. Hey. Idiot, you and Democrats have chosen not to communicate with Immigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service and ICE. You don't want to talk with them. You've called them thugs. And now you want them to communicate with you? Hey, bupkis for you. Now, see how it feels when they're not communicating with you. New York's talk station with the king of New York, Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Oh, yeah, Rich. They keep coming. They keep coming. There's no stopping them across that border. It's an invasion. It's an invasion of our country. This is the song of Democrats. Keep on coming across. I'm your Papa Chulo. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Joe Biden says to all the illegals. And they say, you are Papa Chulo. You are. Where do I get my free swag bag? Where's my Obama flip phone, huh? Oh, yeah. How about that snaps card, huh? Oh, yeah. Get all that food. Hey, do I get Section 8? Do I get Section They already know what to ask for. Do I get Section 8? And how come I'm not staying at the Milford Plaza? It's now $500 a night for a room. The owners and operators at the Milford Plaza, friends of Eric Adams and Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, they were on the verge of bankruptcy in June. Now, all of a sudden, they're rolling in dough. They're charging the city $500 a night. No frills. For what, tourists? No. For uh, veterans uh, who, unfortunately, are homeless, who are American-born? No. For shelter residents who are American? No. For illegals. Illegals who don't even have to show identification. Who can tell you anything in the world? Oh, I'm an asylum seeker. I'm a victim of domestic violence. Oh, gangs, gangs, they're trying to kill me. Oh, I'm leaving a country, a totalitarian dictatorship. They all say they wanted to come to America, and we gave them an easy pass. They know exactly what to say. And then all of a sudden, 
the do-gooders show up and they say, well, you do know that within a year's time, you're going to have to show up at an immigration and naturalization federal court and you're going to have to plead your case seeking asylum. See, 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 see. And then you think you're going to show up in court? Come on. The Democrats will tell you, oh, 95% of them will show up in court. Are you kidding? They end up scattering in the wind all throughout America. From Spokane, Washington, all the way down to Wilmington, Delaware. That's right. You know who's sending the next boatload of uh, illegals by bus and by plane to Wilmington, DeSantis. Although he's a bit of a fake phony also. He's saying, we're going to keep the Cubans. But we're going to send the Haitians up there. Now, oh, oh, DeSantis, what do you mean you're going to keep the Cubans? Hush, hush. You know, they're going to eventually become Republicans, just like the rest of the Cubanos here in Florida. But Haitians, they're going to be Democrats. So we're not going to keep them in Little Haiti in Miami. We're not going to keep them in Riviera Beach. No. We're going to send them to Wilmington, to Papa Chulo, Joe Biden. In fact, soon there'll be more Haitians in Delaware than there are in Port-au-Prince and Haiti, which, by the way, you see the chaos in Haiti? Gangs now control the streets. This is the guy we're keeping in power, Joe Biden, won't allow for a decent leader because America controls Haiti. So we got this totalitarian dictator who's stealing even more money from what little is left in Haiti. Gas prices are skyrocketing. There are blackouts. Gangs control the streets. Now, if I were a Haitian in Port-au-Prince, I'm getting on a rickety raft, and I'm heading to Riviera Beach in Palm Beach County, which has a port. And that's generally where the Haitians come in. This is so predictable, ladies and gentlemen, so predictable. Do you know what these groups, these nonprofits are doing in Catholic charities? They're camping out at LaGuardia, Newark International Airport, JFK. They're approaching the arrivals who are illegals who are being sent by other nonprofits in Florida and Texas and Arizona and California here to New York City. It's nonprofit communicating with nonprofit, Catholic charities communicating with Catholic charities. Let's give you the case of Jesus Velez. I never forget the first time I saw my baseball card in 1964, Jesus Salu. I said, You can't name somebody Jesus. This is, this will get you ex, excommunicated. I showed it to the nuns, Sister Ruth at St. Matthew's, you know, the Josephite nuns. I said, look at my baseball card, my top's baseball card. It says, Jesus, salute. And then somebody else said, it's Jesus. Calm down, it's Jesus. Oh, I thought for sure we would have to have an inquisition and excommunication of the guys in the DR and the PR. Anyway, speaking of the PR, it's getting battered. Oh, my God. Getting battered by Hurricane Fiore. Uh, as it's hit land, there's a complete blackout in PR. Again, that power station outside of San Juan wasn't fit for a third world country. The first hurricane, the second hurricane, excuse me, earthquake, the third earthquake, and yet it's still functioning, providing no power. The island is in a blackout. Everything has come to a standstill. There's floods in the streets of San Juan and Ponce and Mayaguez. Guess where those Puerto Ricans are going? Next stop, Kissimmee, Orlando, Orange County in Florida. And what was a red state? DeSantis may suddenly become purple and maybe even blue. Because most Puerto Ricanos, Boricuas, they're not Republicans. They're Democrats. Oh, 
Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. So let me give you the the tale of the tape of Jesus Velez, who had come in from Caracas and worked his way to Miami. He tried to get work for eight months. He said he pounded all around. He said, hey, in Miami, you could be an illegal. You can always get work under the table, you know, the black market. But he couldn't get any work. So all of a sudden, Catholic Charities, Catholic Charities said, we'll take care of you. We can't get you hooked up here, but we know of a place we can get you hooked up. Cardinal Dolan, Catholic Charities, that's right, New York City. And the next thing he knows, they paid for a bus ticket for him in Miami. He arrived at the Port Authority with five other Venezuelan illegals on that bus, all of them that were paid for their travel by Catholic Charities, and immediately they were met by agents of Catholic Charities here. It's a money machine. The city of New York just spent $8 million for a reception center at 52nd Street, the American Red Cross building between 10th and 11th. I was there a week ago. Oh, and the Red Cross is licking its chops. They're getting money for doing nothing. And you know who's running the operation of signing up the illegals without asking them for identification? How do you sign them up without asking them for identification? Oh, we can't ask you for identification. They're illegal aliens. How are you going to know who they are? We're not permitted to do that. They're illegal aliens. You know, we're not like Iceland, Immigration and Naturalization Service. We're trying to be empathetic and sympathetic. Can you imagine if you're an illegal alien and you hear that? You get to come into America, get an easy pass, get a swag bag, get a Section 8 housing allowance, get to stay at five-star top-shelf hotels, and you don't even have to provide identification. It's like, oh, isn't it great to be in America? Wow, my dream come true. And illegal after illegal has said, my dream was always to come to Nueva York. Why? I would watch it on Univision and Telemundo. I would watch the mayor. One of them even said, God, I wish I could have a suit like that. How many pesos do you think that suit costs? Oh, my God. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Rick, who's calling from Elmwood Park. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Rick. Curtis, I think you're going to like this. There's a picture on the Internet with Prince Charles. And Evelyn de Rothschild is poking his index finger in his chest like a schoolyard bully. <laughs> and I can, I can put my own caption on that picture. He's saying, push the global warming scam harder. I'm going to expose the pictures of Prince Andrew and his 10-year-old boys. By the way, did you see that the mission of the prince born to be king, who looks like a... Uh, Alfred E. Newman, What Me Worry, a Mad Magazine, uh, King Charles III, has been to rehabilitate his brother Andrew. Did you see Andrew in his uniform at the casket? And people, some people coming by were grumbling and saying, why is that perv here? And they were immediately grabbed by agents of New Scotland Yard and arrested. You're not permitted to say anything negative about the royalty or you end up in the Tower of London and it could well be off with your head or they'll impale you like they did Mel Gibson in Braveheart. Sounds like we're headed. Absolutely. And to all the Scots out there, Braveheart, 1995. Remember that great film? Remember he took on the Brits? He says, ah, are you going to fight for freedom? 
whether you want to continue to be gripped into tyranny. That's exactly the way it is with the Brits. It was like that for us, the Scots, the Irish, 1916, huh? 1916, the bloody revolution, right? And they took the leader of the the Irish independence movement and they put him in a chair because he had broke his ankle and they shot him 28 times. No trial, no defense. You disparage the monarchy. God save the queen. God save the king. Right before they shot him 28 times. Oh, yeah, the great Brits. Oh, wonderful people. Wonderful people. Hey, Beckham, stand online for 13 hours. Knock yourself out. Oh, see, I was like a commoner. I was like a, well, I didn't take the special line. I I was with the common people, the indentured servants. Hey, if they want to do that, let them knock themselves out. Here in America, we don't do that. There's no idolatry. We learned that from the Camelot, the Kennedy family. They were supposed to be our monarchy. And we ended up finding out how decadent and debaucherous, what a bunch of deadbeats that the Kennedys were. And our royalty, it's just like their royalty. And by the way, aren't they in Martha's Vineyard? How come the Kennedys didn't speak up and say, we will take the tide and poor, the 50 Venezuelans, we will house them here. In the Kennedy compound in Martha's Vineyard, and we got plenty of alcohol that they can drink with us because all those Kennedys are half in the bag before noon. I know. I walked into their mansion in Palm Beach. Curtis, what are you doing here? They were falling down drunk. It was 1130 in the morning. Why do you think those women age so negatively, right? They're always drunk. Let's go to Jody in Long Island. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Jody. minutes ago, you were saying they were shipping the uh, illegal immigrants to Cape Cod and Providence Town, and there was a pop singer that's going to open up her mansion to them? Well, she has a huge mansion, and I haven't heard her offer uh, the rooms uh, for the illegals because she's never there. She's almost always in Nashville. So you're talking about Taylor Swift? That's right. How come Taylor Swift hasn't opened up the doors of a mansion in Cape Cod? Uh, I was just wondering if uh, the question that you were, I just was wondering if it was Taylor Swift or not, because, you know, especially when you said her, there, I don't think there's any other. Oh, Taylor, remember the, the reason she, remember how she bought that house, because she's president of the Man Haters Club of America and its best member because she falls in love with guys and then she's like a, a black widow spider. She stings them. She bought a mansion out there because she befriended some Gavon in Martha's Vineyard. And then she got rid of him in six months like she gets rid of all her boy toys. So she's stuck with this mansion in Cape Cod that she never uses. That would be the perfect place, Jody Taylor Swift. That's it. That's what I was thinking. And plus, she's, you also got to remember, she better be happy with those boy, boy toys and stuff like that because her songs are all about them, and that's how she made her millions. Exactly. By the way, she has the mansion in Nashville, the mansion. Not the mansion, but she's got a brownstone uh, here in Tribeca. She got houses everywhere. Come on. And plus, she's the one that uh, you were saying that the mayor handed the keys to the city for a whole 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. No, de Blasio said that she was the agent for the city, that she was going to be our ambassador. She spends all of 10 days in New York City every year. Stay on the line, Jody. Let us get our telephone talent coordinator. He prefers to remain anonymous here. Let's make sure you get Jody's information and that he get a Curtis Lee Will Booby Prize. Don't ask, don't tell, because I throw nickels around like uh, 
manhole covers. I don't have the wherewithal of Taylor Swift. Taylor, do the right thing, Taylor. Open up the doors of that mansion that you haven't been in for like three years. Three freaking years. You could fit 50 people just on the first floor. It's got three floors. It's got a pool. It's got an atrium. Now, I don't know if you have hydroponics there. You know, maybe they could sample the product. Like Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan here. All the rich. Oh, they so want the illegal aliens to do their yard work, their day labor, to be their manservants and their female uh, (sighs) indentured servants. But we're not going to let them live side by side with us. Oh, no, we're not going to let them live with us because they're just common folk. And as Leona Helmsley said years ago, it's little people who pay taxes, the queen of me. Hey, you went to jail, right? Hey, come on, Taylor. Open up the mansion in Cape Cod. Next stop, let's go to Nantucket. DeSantis has a lot of rich, liberal, democratic progressives in Nantucket. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Start my mission, leave my residence, thinking how could I get some dead presidents? I need money. I used to be a stick-up kid, so I think of all the devious things I did. I used to roll up. This is a hole-up. Ain't nothing funny. Stop smiling. You still don't nothing move but the money. But now I learn to earn because I'm righteous. I feel great. Eric so B. Rocky. Talking about stick-up kids. And, you know, I'm very good at analyzing tattoos of gangbangers. Very much like the archaeologists would look at the uh, hieroglyphics on the uh, on the uh, various uh, pyramids in the Egyptian sands and they would translate for us in national ge- geographic what the Egyptians meant I can translate the tattoos especially from ms13 it said F you, Whitey. Oh, yeah. It's right there, right on their neck. I mean, it's great. And then I see Cardinal Dolan hugging the guy. God loves you. And meantime, he's got a big tattoo on his uh, bicep of Jesus Christ. Jesus Cristo. And then on the other bicep, uh, the Lady of Guadalupe. And then all of a sudden, he's got 666 on his forehead. And you say, wow. Yeah, man, this is a bit confusing. But think of it. We got illegals coming in from Haiti, which is now run by gangs. So you got to believe that some of them are gangbangers. Venezuela is overrun by gangs, a lot of them political gangs, especially in Caracas. So we're getting some of them. Gangs have been at war, narco-terrorists in Colombia for decades. We're getting some of them. We're getting gangbangers from El Salvador, MS-13, from Mexico, 18th Street, Norteños, Sorenos, Guatemala, Honduras, Trinitarios from the DR. All of those gangs are saying, what the hell? I can join my homies in the U.S. of A. and make a lot of loot. Nobody figured. This is basic common sense. You don't have to be a criminologist. And the people who know the flights, who know the gangs coming in and out, are ICE agents, part of the federal government, part of Homeland Security. 
And our elected officials up here in the North Democrats have told law enforcement and their agencies do not cooperate with ICE, Immigration and Naturalization Service. And the moment a busload of illegals arrives, they're the same people who scream like Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Hey, Abbott's not communicating with us. Well, guess what? You haven't been communicating with ICE for years. You've called them thugs. How does it feel, mayors, north of the Mason-Dixon line? Anyway, let's go to John in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, John. Yes, uh, good afternoon, Curtis. Thank you for taking my call. I got so much I'd like to talk to you about, but I love listening to your show, especially when you talk about Bob Grant. I used to listen to him all the time, and um, I remember I had my son saying it about, uh, was it, um, what do you call him, Mario Cuomo, the, the first king? Yes. Yes. Ascendame. Uh, Mario, I'll send him a to say Provino Svacin used to say that all the time. My oldest son now, he I he used to repeat that all the time with Bob Grant. But um, he was the best. And, like, with you and him, you brought me back to talk radio with WABC. Well, thank you. I love listening to you. Thank you, John. And uh, I, I, I want to let you know that I was so offended by our radio documentary yesterday at 4 o'clock to uh, – to uh, five, they split it like an amoeba. They gave 15 minutes to the King of Talk Radio, Bob Grant, at the back end. We didn't do a tribute to Bob Grant, to King of Talk Radio, at a hundredth anniversary at Cipriani's. A man who made talk radio, a man who made it possible for Sid Rosenberg, Bernard McGurk, Curtis Slewa, Frank Morano, everybody you hear at WABC to be heard. We gave him just minuscule attention because you had some guy, Chris Libertini, who grew up listening to Z100, who has no idea what talk radio is. So we devoted it yesterday 45 minutes to a guy with jingles from WABC. John, I never listened to WABC when they were spinning tops, uh, stacks of wax, occasionally Cousin Brucey at night. I didn't like WABC because they were so corny. Kimasabi, Kimasabi, every five. So what the hell is that? So I would listen to Murray the K, the swinging soiree on WINS when they were spinning stacks of wax. I would listen to the good guys at WMCA because it would break music, not just have top 40. And I would listen to WWRL because I loved uh, R&B. I hated WABC because all they played were the hits. <sighs> and that's why I went back to WABC like back in the, in the 90s. A friend of mine told me, yeah, you got to listen to this guy, Bob Grant. And I was listening to him, and, and you came on. I said, that guy was great. Now, yesterday you brought a good point. It was like, was it Get At Grant? I was listening to <laughs> yes. Busted Bob Grant's chop. I could listen. If you if you put out a show, all the best of Grant, like you, you don't like doing the best of, but I I could listen to the best of Bob Grant. John, you listen, are like Get so off my phone, you jerk. That's right. You are like so many thousands who left us, left us when we never paid homage to Bob Grant, the king of talk radio. Last night in the overnights, I do uh, two back-to-back, belly-to-belly, 12 midnight to 6, Saturday morning, Sunday morning. I did a full hour with Bob Grant cuts. Just a socket to Chris Libertini and his sidekick, who's the deep state here at WABC, Chris Bavona, for leaving Bob Grant on the cutting floor, John. Fifteen minutes for the guy who created talk radio as we know it today, John. Curtis, I was listening to that last night. Now, 
another thing that you got me back. Like I, when you're work uh, um, broadcasting midnights on the weekend, you know, I don't know how you have all that energy, but I'll wake up and I say, like, oh, let me put Curtis on, on my app and listen to it. I was listening to it, but fell asleep. I wanted to call in, but I mean, you had a lot of good points. I was listening to it. It was great. And you know what? I, where I want one day I want to get the the um, the Kubi Award, uh, not the Kubi, I mean the Curtis uh, Booby Prize, because I was like, oh my God, you were talking about Rusty Stop first, and he said Orange, and I said I remember that guy because I used to watch the Mets with my grandfather in 1973. Well, let me Rusty tell you, John, you don't you don't have to wish upon a star, no. You're getting a Curtis Lee Booby Prize right now because you paid tribute to the King of Talk Radio, Bob Grant, which we didn't do here at WABC. And I will never, no, I, for, I will never forgive Chris Libertini and his sidekick, the deep state Chris Bavona, for discarding Bob Grant on the cutting room floor. John, you stay on the line. Our uh, telephone talent coordinator, a person of no cons consequence, who prefers to remain anonymous. Why? You think the wise guys down at the San Gennaro Festival are going to come and shoot me before the nine o'clock show? Uh, you're going to be stuck there. You better catch the bullet first and prove your loyalty. You take care, John, because he paid tribute to the man who paved the way for all of us. Let me tell you all the different people who attribute their interest in talk radio, their careers to Bob Grant, the king of talk radio. Rush was the best nationally. Nobody was better than Bob locally. Bill O'Reilly, he grew up listening to Bob Grant. He says it. The rock-ribbed all-American conservative voice of reason from Franklin Square, Long Island. Sean Hannity grew up listening to Bob Grant. He says it. Howard Stern grew up listening to Bob Grant. He says it. Mark Levin, outside of Philadelphia, grew up listening to Mark, excuse me, to Bob Grant, and he says it on a regular basis. And nobody says it more than yours truly, Curtis Lee. So why the hell, if so many of the broadcasters of note who've been in this business for years, attribute their success, their motivation, some of their skill level to listening to the best of all time. And we gave a measly 15 minutes to the King of Talk Radio. And somebody uh, who used to do a show on WABC, Spinning Stacks of Wax, who was always saying, Kimo Sabi, Kimo Sabi, get out of here. Man, when I see both those Chris's, Chris Libertini and Chris Bavona, you know, of the deep state, Man, I am going to hit them so hard, their mothers are going to feel the vibration. They purposefully left him on the cutting room floor. So I did a full hour in the overnights. John said that he fell asleep. The worst insult to me is if you fall asleep during the six hours. Because my job is to get you to the break of dawn. My job is to fill the void of whatever was not attended to during the normal broadcast day, the broadcast week. You better believe I'm going to devote an enormous number of hours to make up for that differential. 12 to 6, the other side of midnight, the better side of midnight. Curtis Lee was Saturday morning, and then so nice I do it twice on Sundays, 12 to 6. I will make sure that we right the wrong. You can bet your last George Washington on that. And with inflation the way it is, you may not have many George Washingtons, that's for sure. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. How many of us have- 
I started the program as I was giving you an update on the Axeman. I was the first to break the story yesterday during the 3 to 4 o'clock hour with Anthony Weiner, left versus right. I told you there was a Axeman who uh, had gone on a tirade 2.30 in the morning Saturday. He was at Mickey D's on Delancey Street. That's the stroll for hipsters and millennials. That's right. I know you're down there, Rich, and a whole bunch of others. It's so packed that people can't even walk on the sidewalks. They walk in the streets. I mean, they go they go slumming from bar to bar, gin mill to gin mill. And then either before they get drunk or after they get drunk, they go to Mickey D's to sop up all of the uh, alcohol. So this emotionally disturbed guy walks in to Mickey D's. And now we know the true story. He was flipping out because a young woman rejected his advances. Apparently, he had been drinking, and he was coming up to the young woman, and she didn't want to be bothered. So three of the guys she was with said, yo, 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 back off, back off. And he said, I am backing off. And so then they they went out, and they started to attack him. They were hitting him with rabbit punches. You could see it on the Facebook at Curtis Lewa and uh, Twitter at Curtis Lewa, and it's gone viral all over the world. And then he stops. It's almost like they all stopped. They didn't do any damage. And he walks over to his backpack. And then he reaches into his backpack and he pulls a hatchet out. And he starts swinging and he starts busting windows, busting tables. And the three tough guys suddenly retreat because what are they, hipsters and millennials? And they're hiding behind their girlfriends as he comes up to them and then he goes up to one of the women on their own this is the most vicious part of the video he's pushing her he's putting the hatchet in her face you see pure fear in fear city and then he walks out he takes a bicycle somebody's bicycle and he pedals off he gets arrested by the cops later on and he's charged with criminal mischief and three counts of menacing two counts of criminal possession of a weapon and I said then this is Manhattan this is Alvin Bragland. You know he's going to be cut loose. There ain't going to be no bail. And then my wife, Nancy, who is an e-attorney who used to do criminal law, checked the roles. He's been released on his own recognizance. He's already communicated with the Post, and he said to them, Yo, check it out. I got millions of views. Look at what that clip generated on social media. I love being the axe man. He's got his own Instagram account in which he says, I am the axe man, and I didn't finish my business yet in NYC. Just be on the lookout for the axe man, because I could be coming to another Mickey D's to find you with my sharpened axe. And we're letting this guy walk the streets. And what is the, the swagger man Eric Adams talking about? Uh, you know, we got to do something about no cash bail. Name and shame Alvin Bragg on this. The guy was released on his own recognizance. He's going to kill people. He's telling us on Instagram, I am the axe man. I got millions of hits. And I'm coming to a Mickey D's near you. And, you know, if I got to get Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar, too, and then I'm coming for you. We'll get into more of this in the 9 o'clock hour. You're not going to want to miss this because this is cutting-edge talk radio like you're not going to hear anyone else exclusive to WABC.